everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you want to know more about us or connect with us as a church, then please go to our church website and we'd love to get to know you some more. But here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages you and inspires you. Very rarely is it better to go and do something on your own instead of with other people. When times get tough in particular, it can be tempting to cut and run, to go off in our own direction and, uh, and, and save ourselves, so to speak, instead of gathering together with those around us. When it, times get hard, it can be very easy to think, well, I'm going to do what I want to do because it will be a blessing to me, or if only we did things the way I like them because it would be so much easier for me instead of thinking what is best for us all together. However tempting this might be, it is very rarely better to go it alone, to cut our ties and to look after ourselves instead of thinking of everyone else. No matter what you are facing, you will be in a much better place to face all that life throws at us when you know that you have people around you who've got your back who are cheering you on, who are supporting and helping you to get through to the, or through whatever it is that you are battling against. We see this truth throughout our world. We see it in the world of sport. Even sportsmen who compete in individual competitions know the benefit of having a team before them or behind them. Yet, yeah, as they step out onto the court or into the pitch or whatever it may be, they may be the one who is executing the plan as an individual. But behind them will be a range of people all making up their team of, from coaches to physios to dietitians and family and friends who will all be supporting and encouraging them to be the best individual that they can be. In nature, there are loads of examples of animals that stick together to live out their lives, and especially when times get tough. For example, the emperor penguin. These animals endure some of the harshest conditions in the world. Living in the Antarctic in temperatures as low as minus 60 degrees Celsius, they survive by sticking together and depending on one another. In the business world, even the greatest businessmen, whose names we will probably all recognize, have only got to where they have today because of the team of people who are behind them, working behind the scenes. Lord Sugar or Richard Branson might be the names that we recognize, but they've only got to where they have because there has been a team behind them and supporting them to run their businesses as successfully as they have become. As I reflected on this, I struggled to think of anywhere where it is better to go it alone instead of sticking together. And this is true in our faith and as a church family together. As we live out the life of faith, we too must stick together if we want to truly encounter and know God's faithfulness in the midst of our lives. The Hebrew church were facing tough times. 
But in the midst of their struggles, signs of pressure were starting to appear within the church community. And so this morning, I want to take a few moments to think about how we can stick together as we live out the life of faith that we might truly see and know the faithfulness of God today. And the first way that we can stick together is by loving one another. Jesus gave his disciples a new commandment that he wanted them to follow. He said to them that he wanted them to love one another as he had loved them. And how easy it is for us, particularly when times get difficult, to lose sight of this commandment, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. When we encounter hard times, relationships easily become strained. When there's tension in the air, it can easily impact those around us. We can want to distance ourselves from others instead of drawing close to others. I'm sure that all of us can probably think of times where we have experienced this tension in our relationships over the last few months. As tension intrudes on our relationships, relationships become strained and they ultimately can break down. But there is an aged-old way of protecting ourselves from the damage of strained relationships and difficult times, and that is to do what Jesus told us to do, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. It's really hard for a relationship to fail when there is love involved. A few weeks ago, Reuben, our youngest, had a hard ball that he was playing with inside, and he got this hard ball and decided to throw it at our TV, leaving a nice big black dead spot in the middle of our screen. Needless to say, in that moment, we got angry. We were cross, and, we, and Reuben got told off for um, breaking the TV. Not only had, did he know better than to throw hard things around inside, not only had he just cost us a lot of money to have to replace our TV, but in the midst of a national lockdown, we were no longer able to watch Netflix. What on earth was Rachel and I going to do in our evenings and time together? However, despite all the emotion, despite all the anger, we managed to find something to entertain ourselves. And uh, despite having to deal with the consequences of Reuben's actions, we couldn't stay cross with him for long. Instead, our anger subsided as our love took over once again. Love transforms our relationships. It is love that enables us to stick together. And the message of this passage is that we should not just love our families. We shouldn't just love those who are close to us and that we naturally care about. But as we live out our life in uh, 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 faith in a community as members of Christ's church, we too must love one another as Jesus has loved us. 
as Hebrews tells us, we need to love each other as brothers and sisters. As members of God's church, we need to know that we are not just independent individuals anymore, but we are related to and share our identity with one another. Brothers and sisters don't always get on with each other. They are, but they are always close, even when they disagree, even where there's tension. Even where arguments exist, they are still related together. They share the same identity. And we are called to model this love for one another within our church family. Loving one another means that even when we don't see one another, we continue to love each other and care for one another. Loving one another means that we stand alongside and, uh, and with those who are facing trials. But not only do we seek to support them, we seek to stand with them in a way that we are taking responsibility. We are owning um, those situations. We are supporting as if we are sharing that challenge and that turmoil with those um, that are going through it. We can thank God in the midst of this pandemic for our pastoral team who throughout this lockdown have been doing a wonderful job of keeping in touch with people within the church for sue going around doing visits on people's doorsteps to mike sending out cards to diane phoning people up we can thank god for the way that they are serving us and caring for us at this time but this is not just the responsibility of the minister of the church or the pastoral team of the church. This caring and loving for one another is the responsibility of all in the church. We all have the responsibility to put Jesus' words into practice and to love one another as he has loved us. As we continue throughout lockdown, there is going to be plenty of tension. And I'm sure the tension, that tension can already be seen in some of our relationships. The greatest way to live out your faith in these difficult times is really quite simple. And it will transform your friendships, it will transform your relationships. Jesus calls us to love one another and so may we once again commit to loving each other as Jesus has loved us today. This week, can I encourage us to be a church that puts our love into action? May we commit to building one another up rather than tearing each other down. May we continue to remember that we are not just independent individuals, but brothers and sisters who share a common identity. When times get tough, let's not let tension define our relationships. But let's not distance ourselves from one another. Let's not let anything come in between us. But let's draw closer together. Let's love one another as Jesus has loved us, that our love might shine out to all who are around us. 
Not only can we love one another to encounter the faithfulness of God, but we also need to believe together. To stick together, we, we first of all need something to unite around, to come around together. And this letter warns the church to not love money above anything else and instead to place our confidence in God as we look for something solid and firm to unite around. But we can only really do this, we can only listen to the moral teachings of this passage when we fully and truly understand who God is. Money doesn't need to be an issue because God is our helper and provider. He can help us to do far more than any amount of money can enable us to do. And so we can unite together in understanding who our God is and that we can put our confidence in him instead of our financial resources. To stick together, we need to believe together and stand firmly in our identity and our belief in who Jesus is. If you are poor and in financial need, we can unite together in our belief that Jesus promises to be with us and provide for us. If we are anxious and worried, we can unite together in our belief that God will be with us just as he was um, with those who have gone before us, as we heard about last week. As we look for, for unity, as we seek to stick together, we also need to be careful about what it is that we unite around. Hebrews gives us a clear warning that we need to be careful of strange teachings that prevent us from uniting together in our belief of who Jesus is. There are plenty of things that we can disagree on with one another today and have different ideas about. But may these things that we disagree on never distract us from the truth that we can all believe and all unite around together. And that truth that we can all unite and believe around together is ultimately our belief and our faith in Jesus and who he is. May we not be distracted from uniting around the truth that is Jesus, the Son of God, that he came to reveal God's love for us. And that through him and his death and his resurrection, we can all have hope as by his grace, we are reunited and restored to be the people that God has created each and every one of us to be. That's a message that we can all unite around. The message of Jesus is unchanging, and we can always unite around our faith in him. As we're told in verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no better place to look for, that, for unity than in Jesus. He is the revelation of the unchanging God. We stick together because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Jesus, we have a message, a belief that we can stand firm 
in. In him we can find confidence that he will never let us down. No matter what the world might throw at us, no matter how hard times might become, Jesus is our hope. He is worthy of our trust. And so we can unite around him. In all that is going on in our world, may we continue to stick together and to put our faith in Jesus alone. May we fix our eyes on him. And as we do so, let's not get distracted by what life throws at us and the disagreements we can all have as we go through life together. Let's not become divided as people seek to influence us and draw us away from that core, firm foundation that we have in Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. May we never lose sight of who Jesus is. May we all find strength and truth that we need today as we put our faith in him alone. As we unite together and believe in Jesus, the only appropriate response is to stick together and worship him together. There are two key things that we can learn from this passage and about how we can unite together in worship. Firstly, in verse 15, the church is encouraged to continually offer a sacrifice of praise. How easy it can be to just brush over that word sacrifice of praise. Just take a moment to think about that. Worship, praising God is sacrificial. That means that it can be costly, it can be uncomfortable, it can be awkward. We might not always want to do it. It isn't, but, it is, but worship and praising God isn't about what we like. Making a sacrifice of praise means that no matter how costly, no matter how uncomfortable it might be, we are going to persevere with uniting together and worshipping together, no matter what happens in the world around us. These sacrifices can be made in both word and deed. Being a sacrificial worshipper is about more than just singing the worship songs we don't like as well as the songs that we do like. Being a sacrificial worshipper is about still lifting up our voice in praise and worship to God in lockdown when we're in our living room, no matter how awkward it is, as much as we do when we're together in church, because it's not about what I get from this, it's about living out a sacrifice of praise to our God. We worship God with every aspect of our lives, and that includes what we do as much as what we say and what we sing. Unity is found in a sacrifice of praise. What might it look like for us to lay down our preferences, to lay down what we would rather do and instead lift up the name of Jesus together as his church. During lockdown, 
We are being challenged to worship together in ways that we are far from comfortable and used to. But let's continue to persevere and live out our lives as an offering of sacrificial praise to our God. As we stick together, united in our belief in Jesus, praise is the only suitable response. And so may we, so no matter what is happening in the world around us, may we be a church that never ceases to offer, offer those sacrifices of praise back to Jesus and back to our God for who he is and the faithfulness that he has shown to us. Worship may be costly, but ultimately worship, we are told in verse 16, pleases God. There is nothing that pleases God more than his people coming together, sticking together, uniting together, and coming to Jesus with songs of praises in their mouth. In fact, as we do so, we get a foretaste of what heaven will be like, because for there we will gather around the phone of God and sing our praises and worship to him throughout all eternity. And as we gather together in our churches and we come to before the throne of God together here in this earth and as we worship and fix our eyes on Jesus, we get a foretaste of what heaven will be like. There is no greater sight in all the universe than the church being united together in worship. Our worship may be costly, it may be uncomfortable, but as we worship, heaven breaks through into earth and our God is pleased with us. If we are to live out our faith and encounter the faithfulness of God, we need to stick together and be united as the people of God. We can stick together by loving one another by believing together, and by worshipping together. As we unite together, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and for, forever, is faithful to us. And his faithfulness will never change as we continue to live out our lives for him. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you are faithful, that in you we can place our complete trust, that we can all believe and unite around you, for you are the one who is good. You are faithful. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, we come before you now. And Lord, we pray that we would continue to be the people that you have called us to be. Lord, would we continue to live out a life of faithfulness as you have been faithful to us? Lord, would you continue to not only reveal more of your love in our lives for us, but Lord, would we continue to know uh, and, and demonstrate your love to others as you have loved us? Lord, would you unite us in our love in this time 
Would we continue to be able to show love to one another? Would our relationships be soaked in love, that the tensions may be be eased and dispersed, and that we might grow closer together during this time rather than separate and become further apart? Lord, we pray ultimately that we would continue to worship you. Lord, forgive us for those times where we struggle to sacrifice in praise for you. Lord, we thank you that Jesus has made the ultimate sacrifice for us. And so, Lord, as we respond to his sacrifice, Lord, would you help us to continue to be able to offer a sacrifice of praise to him as well. Lord, we we want to please you. We want to honor you. We want to glorify you. We want to see heaven break through into earth as it is in heaven. So, Lord, would you come? Would you move within us? Would your spirit come and move within us and help us to live out the life of faith that you have called us to? In Jesus' name, amen.